0: jack to uh, my podcast be happy healthy and wealthy it's amazing to have you on this podcast you know and uh it's lovely to uh learn from you your wisdom and what you've been doing
1: thank you irene i have been very very fortunate um you know i came with the, in, into the country about 23 years ago now a little over 20, 23 years ago
0: wow. uh
1: and I literally came with nothing. I I came with three hundred pound. I didn't have a graduate degree or anything. I was nineteen years old, very young, very ambitious. Uh, I probably failed in more businesses than most people either know of or, or can imagine uh, in the first few years. Um, I went through over twenty jobs in a period of two years initially. I just I just wouldn't stay at one place uh, because I just enjoy the journey. You're hungry. Yeah. So. Uh, I got to a point where we we started a chauffeur company um, and that we scaled. Uh, I did that for about twelve years. Uh, we sold that company back in twenty fourteen. We built it from scratch. Team of forty seven drivers in the company. Uh, so we, we I did that. Um, when I sold that company, I came out of it. The strange thing about that period was, even though I was invested in property, you know, I accidentally a landlord. I just buy you know, bought some vital properties back then. But the, the strange thing at that point was, even though I sold the business, I learned probably late, I maybe late for me, maybe not necessarily late, but I kind of realized at that point that when I sold the business, not many people knew the skills that I brought on the table. Mm. Uh, so I sold the business and now I'm I'm sitting on and thinking, I, I just didn't know the next steps. Mm. And I just didn't have enough of a network to prove that, look, I can come on board on a business and actually help you scale. I just didn't have, like literally I woke up to someone and say, you know, let me help you in your business. Like, who are you? And and that kind of hit me really hard. I was like, okay, I really need to create a strong personal brand and or professional brand at some stage so people start to recognize the skills that we can potentially bring on table. Mm. Um, and, and, and I'm not saying in a, in a bragging or egoistic way, I'm, I'm a very, very humble person. Mm. Uh, but in in essence, you know when you build a business behind when you build a business behind the scene and just no one knows who you are mm. those days are gone. those days are gone. you need to be at the front end you need to know you need to be your personal brand and and people need to know who you are, the skills you bring and what you can do for them sometimes.
0: you, you need to trumpet it
1: exactly yeah so so I at that point started building and working towards my personal brand. Wow, uh, and and because the point where I was looking for a, a a niche in the market, a gap in the market, mm. um, I also started focusing a bit more on property investments as well, mm. and um, got to a point where we started Property Entrepreneurs Network. I think you are familiar.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I've been
1: there. Not familiar. It's actually one of the largest networks in UK at the moment. Coming back to point of you know, in 2014, when no one kind of knew who I was, when I sold a decent sized business. And and to a point where we started building PEN, becoming one of the largest networks in the UK. Um, but we found a niche. We you know there was a there was a gap in the market where I thought okay, you know we've got the PIN and the PPN, but the way we structured PEN actually hit the core. Uh, that's why we had to join. I mean through COVID, we grew the network. Wow. To roughly about four hundred thousand people.
0: Four hundred thousand people.
1: That is right, yes. Amazing.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: And and the funny thing is, we got hit back by Facebook. On Facebook alone, we had roughly about four hundred and fifty thousand people. Oh. And Facebook decided to uh suspend one of our biggest groups.
0: Oh no. So that
1: was a big hit as well. But even now, um the P network would be would be about a hundred thousand people. Oh. Uh, between the, the, the WhatsApp groups and the, the Facebook groups and the LinkedIn groups and the email database uh, we're still about 100,000 people uh, but we did have a big hit uh, we were te- we were about to touch half a million people uh, before Facebook decided to suspend our main group but oh. again, like I said we still are the, the, I would say we're probably about the third or the fourth largest oh, network Why in the didn't industry. you
0: keep the CRM? Like keep, keep the names?
1: Um, it's not as straightforward as as it may look on the surface. But again, going back to you know the question you asked, um, you know I, I literally started from from nothing when I came to the country to a point where we sold a business, uh, a medium sized business. Wow! And, and and then getting to a point where uh, we, we built the network to a, a half a million people, and then got, got hit back by Facebook, and then we're still building it back again. Uh, but we're still like I said still one of the largest networks in the UK um wow. and, and we do quite a lot of things behind the scene
0: mm, I know um, I mean and I mean your group really active uh, you, the group is really active so so tell yeah, me yeah, I mean, So, I, I remember Jack yeah. you uh in your story you are quite um you grew up in a business family and from young at 14 you're already kind of entrepreneur you're doing all sorts helping the family so tell us what were you doing and how, what what sort of things did you learn?
1: So I I joined my family business when I was fourteen. Mm. Um, learned quite a bit from my my dad. Um, we we used to be we used to export stuff uh, from India to Russia and to uh, Pakistan. Uh, mm. These are the two main countries that we used to supply to. Uh, but, but I learned quite a bit back in those days. My dad. Uh, especially the work, I think, if I may say so. Um, mm-hmm. So I was very driven. Um, I would sometimes wake up at five in the morning, finish sort of 12, one o'clock oh, at night, wow. even when I was like 16 years old. So wow. uh, the work, I came from that. Uh, but at the same time, the learning, really the hardcore learning comes from on ground doing my own businesses. Mm. Um, and I, I always say that when you are going through a difficult time, that's mm-hmm. blessing in disguise. Yeah. And not a lot of people realize that. So if you're yeah. going through a hard time and you're listening to this, mm. I can assure you that, that that's your blessing in disguise. And, and you're going to look back and if you reflect back and you're a learner, you realize that that is the time you need to become the person to be able to... Remember, business is nothing more than who you are. And the person you become is the business that will become who you are. Your yes. tribe attracts your tribe. So you need to become that hard you know person who can build a business yeah and the only time you'll become that person is when you go through difficult times yes and yes. i've been through i've been through enough i've been through enough i've seen everything that you can imagine under the sun when it comes to running businesses uh i failed, like i said more businesses than most people can even imagine uh, wow. but at the same time you don't need to succeed in many businesses you only need about one or two yeah
0: of course yeah so so tell us so some of these businesses you've done obviously with your dad's business then you came and then you do the few businesses so what have you tried you know because i saw your accolade you you were into textile you're into all sorts you know so tell us what you have you tried
1: so 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 when i when i joined my dad's business we used to export uh, artificial jewelry uh we used to uh textiles we used to export uh sunglasses we used to export i mean there's there's loads of things we used to export peppermint peppermint oh peppermint right we used to export uh different uh food products right wow. um i have worked in tech businesses i have worked in finance businesses i'm a finance broker myself uh, built in construction industry built you know worked in construction industry worked do done developments ourselves Uh, Invested into commercial properties. Uh, So there's loads of, I've done recruitment business. I've worked in uh, machinery business. I've worked in, now I can think probably over 20 different businesses that I've been a part of and or started myself that may not necessarily did really well. Okay. The only two businesses, and I am happy to share that with people, the only two businesses that I've done really well, and I'm talking about businesses that I have done personally well in, Not my family businesses, or transport business, and property business.
0: Okay. And and obviously,
1: that's very, very heavily incorporated into technology as well.
0: Of course, yes, yes. That's what I'm about to ask. So tell me a bit about your chauffeur businesses. I think you've got two, isn't it?
1: I had two. um, In fact, I had three. Uh, One, I had to design form at one stage. Uh, The second one, we sold uh, back in 2014. And then we had a third one, which was a very small part of the second one, which was sold in actually 2016. So I've been a part of three different chauffeur companies and they were all pretty much built from scratch by myself.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So you you did the hiring, you you built it from nothing all the way, scale it up. Wow, that is amazing. And because it's a service business as well, service business is hard work.
1: It is yes. It is. So how said, much did used- you
0: sell it for? If you don't can't mind me asking,
1: <laughs> I can't give you that figure. What I can tell you is, the day we sold it, we had forty-seven drivers in the company. So we say it again. Used to say it again. Classes, S classes. We used to have. So back, the day I sold it, we have we had forty-seven drivers in the company.
0: Wow. And
1: we 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 used to provide E classes, S classes. Bentleys, Rolls Royces used to ride all sorts of luxury cars.
0: Wow, 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 that's amazing. Right, okay, so you're into all these things and you sold it. And can I ask you, why did you sell it?
1: If If you ask me, was it a great decision? No, when I look back, I think I should have kept it. Uh, why did I sell it? Um, probably because I was too
0: naive. Uh, so somebody offered you big money?
1: So, for, Someone offered me money. Uh, I was young. I was um, I was hungry for money. I thought that's good money. I'll take it. Uh, I didn't think it wasn't good.
0: Okay, so it must be bigger now. Is that right?
1: Uh, it feels like it now. It feels like very little money.
0: Is it because your property business is bigger?
1: It's not just that. I think it's your vis- It's the vision that grows. I think uh, back in those days, my vision was not as big as it is now.
0: Oh, so when it wow. comes to the
1: vision. Now, when I think? It wasn't the best decision.
0: Okay. Again, Sorry, the the line is not very business. good. So sometimes we can't hear you. Yes.
1: Yeah, so, so, you know, we all insight. So when I look at hindsight, I don't think that was a great decision. But again, a decision is a decision. It doesn't yeah, really matter. Yeah. You learn from it. You
0: move, you move and on. You That's how you learn for sure. next time. So, right. Okay. So you've decided to sell it and then you move on to the next things. What were you doing after that?
1: So I'm consulting uh, back in 2018. I was still running, remember, a small part of the, the chauffeur company of the second one. Still running a part of that, but I also started consulting. I did consulting between 2014 to 2017, and then I stopped consulting. Mm. Uh, but I I still I was running the chauffeur company for 2014 to 16, which I started in 2016. And from 2017, we uh, we And since 2017, I've been, I've been now running PEM.
0: Uh, yes of course yeah and then when do you do your financial training and uh, is that the part of the consultancy so 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 uh,
1: I mean I became a financial advisor back in 2019 and, 2000, uh, 2009, not 2000, 2009 and not 19 2009 and 10 uh I worked in the property sorry finance industry while I was running my show for companies growing the show for business uh for a few months I didn't quite enjoy it But when I launched PEN, I looked at my finance knowledge as a foundation for that. Mm. And we started the finance services at the back of that, but now they were structured in a way where I don't do the applications myself. Applications are done by other collaborators, so Mm. I don't necessarily actually do the physical work. My job is to to generate more business, Mm. and then that business is dealt with by other collaborators in the business.
0: Okay. So
1: that was the initial first what what I call the service introduction within PEN that would allow us to monetize. And then eventually we introduced other services behind PEN.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's clever, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Um yeah, if you think it's clever.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think so <laughs> it's clever. It's uh, you know, you, it's just run run uh, you know, on its own. And uh, so, tell us uh, what made you go on this journey? Because obviously, I remember you were saying that you've got from that vision, you built on a bigger vision. So, how, how, what, what kind of things in a way that motivate and drives you?
1: Okay, so, I mean, my my biggest motivation is well, there's two things. One is obviously family. That's pretty obvious. Uh, but the second one. And it's it's been like that for a long time it's just checking my full potential. Mm. Almost like I'd wake up and I say, What is my stretch? How far can I stretch myself, Uh, be out of my comfort zone to be able to say, How far can I take a business? How far can I can I take this vision mm. if I miss it? And the, the, you know, one thing I learned and, and I learned it with a lot of observation and experience is if you start a business don't start because you want to make money start because it's going to change someone's life
0: Uh,
1: and this is something a lot of people don't quite understand i think most people don't Uh, start a business they don't want to make money just fine you know money is a fuel that runs the car not because the other way around if you know what i mean so mm. don't do a business because you want to make money Mm. That's not the purpose of a business. The purpose of the business is to to make a change, to to introduce something new, something interesting, something more intriguing, something that actually really helps a human being. Mm. Uh, so when I start a business now, I introduce a new product or a service, and this is going to change someone's life. I just I just won't do it. Uh, so so the motivation or the inspiration comes from first making sure that the family is looked uh, and the second is just just reaching my own full potential and I and I also feel that when you try and reach your full potential every day um people around you observe you uh mm-hmm. they don't they don't people don't go by what you say people go by what you do that's right and when I say people I'm talking about your family your kids mm-hmm. you know your siblings your friends colleagues your 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 community uh mm-hmm. you know your network they they're gonna watch you yeah. And, and I'm a massive believer in, you know, are they actually watching and and watching what I do? And if I'm doing the right things, uh, I think they'll just some of them will probably learn.
0: Yes, of course, definitely, because they they don't follow what you say; they follow what you do. Yeah, and that's the same with kids. Yeah, you know, a
1: lot of people feel that if you tell your kids that do this, they're going to do it. No, they're not. They're going to do what you do. They're not going to listen they will to what, do what
0: you do. That's right. <laughs> right. So if you,
1: and, if you if you tell your kids not to smoke and you're smoking in front of them, you can forget about it.
0: Forget about it. They will just smoke. Yeah, I completely agree with you because they will just follow what you do. And so I wanted to know how did you come to that realization that you want to start a business because you want to help others. How did you come to I that think, aha moment? So, so
1: here, is, here is the, I don't think there's an aha moment. Mm. Um, a lot, I don't know if anyone can say there's an aha moment. Maybe some some people might. I don't think there's an aha moment. It's more an evolving journey. Mm-hmm. Um, the evolving journey maybe at one point started from when I was really just depressed and suicidal. I mean, I was literally depressed and suicidal oh. in my mid-20s. Uh, and that's because everything that I touched was going wrong. I touched a business, I was going wrong, I was struggling emotionally, I was struggling financially, I was literally struggling with my health, with my emotional well-being, I was struggling with everything, and this is my mid-20s, 24, 25, and I remember, at one point, I was suicidal, literally, I felt like killing myself, but then I woke up, I, I, I literally had that moment where I thought, okay, killing myself isn't going to solve the situation, What's going to help solve the situation is facing my problems, mm. okay? so And, and that's what I, exactly what I started doing. I started facing every single problem one at a time. Remember, if mm. you have too many problems at a time, you can't solve all of them at a time. Mm. Take one problem at a time to try and solve it. So I started really with my, my workout. I mean, I, I stopped working out, so I started working out. I work out regularly. So it's almost like take one problem at a time and try and solve it. Uh, mm. I, I did have an aha moment, but not necessarily in the context of, okay, I need to start a business because it's gonna help someone. I think it's more like a learning journey. Um I think I've learned this from many different entrepreneurs. Um, you know, I'm I'm am a big observer of Elon Musk. I'm mm. a big observer. Uh, you know, people say I'm a fan. I'm not necessarily a fan. If mm. I see Elon Musk on the road and if he's surrounded by people, I'm not gonna vote. You know, but people feel they're fans. I'm not a fan. I'm a, I'm a just an observer. Mm. So if I see him somewhere in a party and he's got time, I'll probably go and say hi, just to see if maybe he can soak something from me, or maybe I can soak something from him. Mm. Um, so it's all about observation and and just learning. Mm. Um, I I started reading when I was about 25 because I was struggling. Mm. Uh, I started just picking up biographies and personal and professional development books. And you're wow. a I got to a point where I was reading a book a day.
0: Wow. Yes, I remember you mentioned that. I was like so inspired. I was, I was, I, was,
1: I can tell you, I was so obsessed at one point, mm. especially between the age of 25 till about 35. I didn't watch any TV. There was no TV. There was absolutely no TV. I'd, yeah. I'd, maybe, I'd maybe watch a movie a month. But for the 10-year period, I didn't watch no TV. All I did was personal, professional development. And I, st- I, I remember, I came with no education in the country. I only did my, I'd only done my A-levels back in the country. So when I came here, you know, I, I did my graduation. I did my finance diploma as well. Uh, so I became a financial advisor. I also did a, fin- a consulting diploma as well. So I was doing my, what you call the traditional, you know, education while I was doing personal and professional development. So I was very heavily reading probably that's
0: even more important
1: yeah it's more important right yeah, and it's not yeah. just about it's just about reading books it's applying those principles it's applying yeah. those values it's applying those tactics and strategies and and my job at any given time has always been okay i've learned this now how do i go about applying this in the business of course anything that i touch these days it's all about automation automate. i automate it and if i can't automate it i try and not touch it
0: because oh, wow! It's just
1: gonna create another task for me, which I don't want. Yes. I'm so you... that point in my life. Oh wow! So, so 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 now it's all about okay, you know, uh, just just find something that's gonna change and evolve and come, become something that's gonna help people in the long term,
0: mm.
1: uh, and then and then can change and affect someone's life in a positive way, and at the same time can be automated in some way. Mm. Not it can't, it can't be automated. That's part of business. It's just a hobby.
0: Okay. Wow. Okay. I'm learning so much from you here and I can't wait to see, you know, because you say that, oh, I've got this vision. I can't wait to see where you're going to get to. I'm sure by then you will have gone to another level, you know, because every time you just move on to the next level, isn't it? Okay. Now going back to books, what are your three top books that is in a way your favorite? I know you've got hundreds.
1: I, I don't think I, I don't think it's easy to pick. But if I was to pick three, I, I'd say pick which is one is Dr. Wayne Dyer. As I can see clearly now. Ah, I love him. Uh, that's one. Um, if I was to pick a second one, I'd probably pick Paulo Coelho, uh, maybe The Alchemist.
0: The Alchemist, yeah. Yeah,
1: uh, and I'd um, maybe a Robin Sharma book, uh, the monk who sold his Ferrari, or
0: okay, oh yeah.
1: yeah said, there's so many of them. I don't think it's very difficult to pick three, but yeah, these are the three really good. why wow, um, really
0: good, yeah.
1: authors out there that, that I may say.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, f- soup for the Soul.
1: Yeah. Soup for the Soul, Chicken Soup for the Soul. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one as well. Yeah, yeah. I
0: used to read a bit of that, you know, when I was younger, when I was years yeah. ago, you know, because I don't have a lot of books and my sister got a lot of books, you know. And, uh, okay. Now, with re- regards to... Do you have any coach or mentors that actually you've learned from?
1: I, I have I have had regular, regular trainings throughout since the age of twenty-five. Uh mm-hmm. loads of mentors in the journey. Lately, the last training that I took was from Paul from the Landmark Academy, and that training was based on um planning uh, and, and land development. development. Um, but but I am Always, always taking regular trainings, regular mentoring. I've had loads of trainers in my journey. I can name you a few that have been really, really good. Of course, Uh, some have been just average. Some have been uh, not worth mentioning as well. Not worth Uh, mentioning. Yes, (laughs) but 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 there has been a handful that have been that I can literally just tell you now that people can go and approach and and take trainings from.
0: Yeah, Uh, who who are your top coaches?
1: um, I would say read the three authors that i that i named that they are very uh, yeah that one guy passed away. yeah if, if you're in yeah dr wayne unfortunately passed away i think it was 2019 if i can remember yeah. uh, if, if i was to name a few coaches and mentors um i would say right at the top of the list would make it um i would say russell brunson uh, makes mm-hmm. it one of the top uh from click funnels mm. uh, um in the property space, uh, Paul makes it um, makes it to one of the top for sure, no doubt. What's his uh, name? His, his name is Paul. I can't remember his full name, but he runs the land. Uh, Paul Higgins. Uh, uh, land,
0: Paul Higgins.
1: Paul, I think Higgins, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it Paul Higgins? I think it's Paul Higgins.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. Yeah, I think uh, it's Paul So he, he, he makes
1: it the top of the list. Um, in the property space, Simon Zucci also makes it to one of the top. He's yeah. a collaborator as well, uh, oh. so I've learned quite a bit from him as well. Who else can I think of that have um, kind of helped? Um, I would say in the space of copywriting, Dan Locke has been really helpful.
0: Oh, I I'll love, Dan Locke. Dan, yeah, Locke. I love uh, Dan Locke! Yeah, I love Dan Locke. High tickets.
1: You know Dan Locke? <laughs> I know Dan Locke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's pretty good. Um, if if people don't know, he, he's he's worth well, he's worth every penny that you're gonna pay him. Mm. Um. Who else can I think of in terms of the property space? I must say I've learned quite a bit from Rob Moore as well. I'm not necessarily a, a very big fan. I'm not necessarily a very big fan. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, or, or even using the word fan. But he's all right. He's good. He's someone to to, to watch and observe for sure. Mm. Uh, right. I've taken quite a bit of trainings from... Uh, uh, I keep forgetting the names as well. Um
0: because you got so many.
1: Yeah, there's just been so many. there's another oh, guy. The yeah. yeah, there's another guy called Dan. I don't his surname. His first name is Dan. I took quite a bit of trainings from him as well. He's a very, very prolific guy. Um, uh, shit, his name. Is he it Daniel Dan. Hill? No, no. His name, no, no. Dan, no, Dan, not Daniel Hill. I interviewed him. Uh, he's, he's, he runs a, a Facebook group group called. Uh, Coffee with Dan, and then he has a, a private Facebook group called, it's, one is called Coffee with Dan, which is a free group, and the second group is called, um, I think, Something with Dan, Another Drink with Dan. Yeah, that's yeah, don't worry, I'll, I'll find him. I'm sure we'll get yeah, there. He's yeah. again one of the best out there.
0: Oh, wow, okay. Um, so you, you kind of learn different things from different people, isn't it? Because you're into so many things.
1: That's right. And, and again, I, I am always regularly, at least two or three times a year, yeah, I would either buy some sort of training or mentoring package from someone, and that's just regular. It's almost like CPD for me, uh, continuous professional development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love uh, that. And that's gotta be done regularly.
0: Okay, now I want to go back to what you mentioned about in the twenties you were suicidal. Yeah. Uh, what was the cause of that? What was beside the feeling of failure? What What actually triggered it?
1: Okay, so you you've done NLP. Um, yeah, I think I've done one NLP. Of the ACT, yeah, as we do is. If we are going through a difficult matter, yeah. a specific matter, we tend to, it's almost like if you zoom in a problem, it now looks very big. Focus. If you zoom it in, right? Yeah. Put the sound up, if you ever go to, you know, Tony Robbins, ultimate, yes. you know, it'll teach you all of that, zoom in, zoom it out. Or zoom out, or yeah. Form, down, and so on and so forth. You know, the whole NLP structure, the way it's structured, right? I think back in those days, I don't think I understood NLP or any of the the coaching uh, that was done. I was still learning, so I think at that point, every problem just felt like felt very very big. Mm. Uh, you know, if I was struggling financially, it just felt very big. If if I was struggling emotionally with relationships, it just felt very big. Uh, if I was struggling with any other aspect, um, you know, not being able to go to gym because I'm busy or whatever, it just mm. felt very big. And I think with all this learning of NLP and understanding coaching and how you can coach yourself and how you're able to now zoom out from everything, now everything feels just too small. It's something that has to be very, very big for me to feel okay. It's a major. Problem.
0: Yeah. So you kind so, of shifted, it, yes. not it? So how? Yeah. How? What? What kind of? So what helped you to shift? And uh, what did you do? Because obviously this is going to help people. Yes. So, so, so- what helped you? <laughs> here is what
1: those who are listening to this here's what you can do okay there's a couple of things that you can do to make to make your life easier and to live a much 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 more happier life okay one thing I I'd regularly do is always ask yourself if you are in in, in if you've got a problem in party there's two things that you need to look at right one is ask yourself is this problem going to matter in about five to ten years time
0: Yourself there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the answer you'll probably find in about 99.9% cases is no. And remember, always one more thing, which may sound motivational, but it is actually true that you're always, always way, way more stronger than any problems that you will you'll face. Mm. Okay. And at the same one more thing that I regularly do is, and this is the thing that human beings are very capable of, which is always look at your problems from a third person's perspective. Mm. It's almost like you're looking at your own problem. Yeah, Take yourself out from yourself. Yes, dissociate. Now look at your your problem. Yeah. Look at your problem. And the likely you're going to feel is that it's not necessarily a major problem. 99.9% of the stuff is not major problems. Major problems are when you have health issues or you have, you have people in your family maybe just dying okay mm. these are what you call major problems but yes. nothing ever ever other than this is a major problem money problems are just normal problems right you can wake up one day lose a little bit of money wake up the next day use your creative mind make double the money these are on my this is all minor stuff people Did- make it major
0: do you know why you you do that? You're able to do that? Because you've shifted your mindset. Yes. Because you you've you've come to a point that money is just money. It's just money. It's yeah. just money. Yeah. It's you can earn it. Yes. It's just a number. And you've shifted yes. that to the point that I really inspire you.
1: I mean the funny thing is, here's is two things that people, most people live a miserable life because of these. One is money, and the second is relationships. It's what, sorry? Relationships, relationships.
0: Ah, yes, relationships.
1: And I, and I, and I, and I can assure you that the day most people, when they understand, and I hope they understand, and I hope I'm able to, to some extent, explain this in a way they understand, is the day you understand that the only relationship that really matters in this world is the relationship you have with yourself. That's it. Okay, if you have a good relationship with yourself, everything else will just follow. And if a person is not meant to be in your life, they're just not meant to be in your life. And if they're meant to be in your life, let them go. They will just come back. Okay, wow. the day people understand this, they're just not going to get depressed or suicidal or even, you know, think too much over it. Right? Mm. It's just not. If mm. People are meant to be in your life. They're, not. they're just not meant to be. Yes. Okay. And at the same time, likewise, the money. If you're losing money at the moment for any any reason, not not making enough money, we are what you call creative beings. Right? Yes. Use your creativity. Lose. Use your learning. Go. Oh, but you, you know, one of the things that I did back in my late twenties was for about a period of six months. I literally disappeared. All I did was. Read, 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 read.
0: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> and I came back and I'd remember I was a completely different person. I was a completely wow. different person. Right? I, I i remember I remember this is something that I came from a consultant, right? This is in my mid twenties. He goes to me, he actually asked me how much do you make? This was my mid twenties. He asked me how much do you make. I said, I think X amount of money. So he goes, If you take six sorry, six I can't hear
0: you there again. Sorry, the line not very good. Say it again, so, how much so, you earn. So,
1: so, so back in my mid 20s, this was I was about 23, 24. I used to, I was probably earning anywhere in the region of sort of about 40 to 50 grand. So I, him, I said, I'm maybe make about 40 or 50 grand a year. And he goes, So if you take six months off, you're lose what 25 grand? I said, Yes. He goes, Go and take six months off. I said, Okay, so w- w- what do I do? He goes, Go and do research on property. He goes, If you do research on property for six months, you're going to come back, you're going to find one deal that's going to make you double the money. Wow. Who is that person? This was, he was a consultant. I, I don't even remember. He was one of the very old, you know, old clients or whatever. But again, it goes back to you know disappear for six months, come back and just really read and get trainings and get mentoring and get coaching. Read about leadership. Read about you know read people's biographies. People who face similar problems as you do. People who face similar challenges as you have. Or you are, or 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 maybe read about people who inspire you. You know, I mean, one of the people that really inspired me in my life was uh, the CEO of General Electrics, right? Um, uh, what was his name? He was a CEO of twenty for twenty years, right? Mm-hmm. And he wrote a book. I'm happy to share this, right? Uh, but if you, if you write, I'm I, I'm not very good with names, but if you go and write. General Electric CEO for 20 years, Jack Welsh. Jack, Jack Welsh. Okay, there you go. Name is okay. there. Jack <laughs> Welsh. He was a CEO of, of, of General Electric for about 20 years. And he wrote a book. And you can go and get that book for five, 10 pounds or whatever, right? And he shares his tips on how he built a company from 20 billion, to 90 billion, right? Um, and and it just shows you how really learning the basics of leadership can, yeah. can, can massively change your life. And like I said, if you put your head down for about six months, disappear, if you make 50 grand, you're going to lose 25 grand. You're going to come back a different person. You're going to make 25 grand in a day. Yeah. I mean, the, the number of days that I, I make 25 grand in a single day has been enormous. And the only reason for that is because I have disappeared for six months. The only reason is I would actually disappear for weeks on end just because I want to read a book or I want to get some training or I want get some coaching or mentoring.
0: Because you're you training. You're hiding away to be more powerful. That is right, yeah. And then That's when right. you work on your mindset and inside you, you attract more and more.
1: That is right, and you, you everyone's got to do that. I mean, look, money is not linear, so don't think that you are gonna make money by the hour. You're never gonna get in there. Uh, you, changing your time for money is the worst thing a human being can do. Mm. If you if you are creative, you can do deals that will bring you 20, 30, 50 grand. I mean, we just bought a deal 50% below market value. Wow. We made a quarter of a million from just a one single deal. The um. only reason I've been able to, or I have been, I must say with a lot of humility, the only reason I've been able to get to this point is purely because I disappeared for months on end. Yeah. You know, I went to trainings. I went to mentoring. I I got myself educated. I, I really put my head down and actually implement what I learned. Mm-hmm. It's not shell development It's self-development. Oh. It's, you learn something, either it's a strategy, a tactic, a mindset shift, whatever that might be for you. Okay, uh, 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 Anything that's that you look at, yeah. go and apply it and see how it works. And now, keep improving on that aspect every single day don't of just course. leave it because if you imply once it doesn't mean now that you're expert at it just because you know something intellectually doesn't mm. mean no doesn't mean you know it how to do it on the on ground right mm. you got to go and implement and then you learn from it and then you keep improving on that aspect of learning every single moment of your life i always share with people right that one of the core skills Well, two core skills that people need to learn, in fact, three actually, three. Three core skills people really need to learn is, one is your leadership skills. Mm. Second is your persuasion skills. Mm. And the third is your creativity skills. Mm. So it's your problem solving skills, right? When you look at a problem, when you look at a challenge, I always say there's no problems in this world, it's just challenges. Mm. When you look at a challenge, are you creative enough to go and solve that problem? If you're not, learn to be more creative. You can actually learn to be more creative because it's not just an art, it's a science as well. Mm. Learn to be more creative. Mm. You can learn to be more persuasive. You can learn to lead your team more effectively
0: mm.
1: and create an amazing culture so you can scale your business.
0: Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Okay. Now going back to what you've just said about self development, um, do you are you one of those five AM club? Or are you are you the morning miracle? You know, do you have a routine?
1: No, no, no. I am a massive, massive believer. I, I I'm actually against the five AM. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should let your body tell you.
0: So you're a night owl, you're a night owl person.
1: Yeah, you should let your body tell you how much sleep you need. But don't be the person who's just going to, who's had enough sleep but still wants to be in the blanket. Don't be that person.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. We don't have time for that anyway.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so so don't let your body, um, I mean, I'm not a morning person. I have known this for a very, very long time. So I don't like waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning, even though I do sometimes if I have to do some work or, you know, something important needs to be done, still wake up. But I don't yeah. necessarily do Of course, uh, i like to have enough sleep i like sleeping at least 7 hours a day yes uh, it's great six, it's not 6 it's not 8 it's 7 hours i know that and i know how to deal with it if i sleep at 2 o'clock at night i'm going to wake up at 9 if i sleep at 4 in the morning i'm going to let's wake up at 11 at, uh, in the morning but if i sleep at 9 o'clock at night i'll still be up at 5 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the morning. wow wow okay so so it's almost like i have this body clock where I'd, I'd sleep for seven hours and then i'd be up and i still do my work okay wow. my normal body clock normally now has been like okay wake up do my school drop off i, I need to drop off to school i drop it off go to my gym hit my gym 45 minutes in the gym i'm out and from then on i'm consistently working uh, depending on how focused i am on days sometimes i'm not as focused mm. uh, sometimes that i need to be more creative in fact the paradoxical thing is that the day I need to be more creative is the day I'm actually less effective. I'm less you effective, need the but time, more yeah. less effective or more creative. And the day I'm more effective, I'm less creative. Maybe yeah. paradoxical. Maybe it just applies to me. It doesn't
0: have no, to apply I, to everyone I think it's it's correct. That's how because the mind likes to be uh, leave alone. Because if you yeah, tell them yes. a, a strict structure to it, they feel cramped. So the yes. mind loves to be enough you know, freedom so when it's more free yeah. then you can do the creativity side so i actually true. agree That's with true. you
1: with that that is true in fact you you've nailed it right but i think the, the mind when it needs to be more creative needs to feel free and 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 the day when i have too many tasks i normally my observation is that i'm, I'm not as creative but at the same time the day i want to be creative i normally tend to take on less tasks that means i can do more, do more creative work uh, but at the same time like i said you know if you if you focus on again self discipline i think people some people may have a problem with that um mm-hmm. i have um, I, i've been pretty self disciplined most of my life there, there yeah. has been times that i'm not as self disciplined i must say there are days when i, I just feel like okay i don't want to do anything there have been days
0: just relax you know relax you know you've got 365 days you know right.
1: yeah so, so there are at the same time I'm I'm normally pretty self-disciplined. So I'd, I'd go and do my work. I'd, I'd come I'm back. Sure, yeah, you know, with
0: with what you have achieved, focused. I'm yeah. sure you are very disciplined. So going back to all these things, so what do you do in gym? What sort of regime do you do? Weightlifting, cardio, uh, you know, so heat. So <laughs> uh,
1: I I think back in my back in my teens and twenties, I used to do a lot of weightlifting. So yeah. I, was a, I was a pretty pretty Good size muscle bloke. <laughs> uh, but now I think it's more about just keeping fit. Uh, I'm three years old. I don't necessarily want to push myself <laughs> into having weaker bones. Uh, so no, I don't push myself too much. Now it's more of a combination of uh, a bit of uh, weight and uh, a bit of cardio as well. So a bit of combination of um, aerobic and anaerobic. Uh, so it's a bit of combination.
0: So you you're combining the aerobic with the anaerobic because when you do the anaerobic, anaerobic to the extra bits, you get the anti-aging um, effect yeah. from the release of growth hormones. That's right. Yes. Actually, when you do weights, it That's actually right, yes. make your bone stronger. So when you do weights, actually but it yes. makes your bone stronger. But obviously, you don't overdo it. If you overdo it, obviously you can cause problem.
1: I, I unfortunately sometimes can be on the wrong side of it. So I can actually go and push weight. Oh, <laughs> so I right. tend, to, tend to hold myself back.
0: <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Now, with regards to, do you take any supplements, anything special that no, you no. do? No, not even vitamin no, D. Like I,
1: said, I, I, I would take vitamin D. I would take ions as well lately. Um, but I, I keep it a very simple in the sense of, like I said, I just the gym. Uh, probably do about anywhere between half half an hour to forty five minutes. Like I said, the aim is just to keep myself fit, fit, fit rather yeah. than yeah, just anything else. Uh, again, I think a lot of people get this wrong. It's it's less about your workout and a lot more about what you eat as well. So yeah. eating is a big difference. Yeah.
0: Okay. So do you have a special diet?
1: No, my my diet these days is
0: a lot of um.
1: <laughs> so I am I am not far on the keto side but i'm sorry a, I'm say, a, on it, low say it again i can't diet. hear
0: you can you say it again
1: so, so for those who might be familiar with nutrition i am not as far as keto uh but i am definitely on the low carb so low carb uh, side yeah very less carbs in the day Okay. Uh, less uh less number of not necessarily three more like two meals low carb side, maybe one one and a half sometimes two meals a day okay uh, but lots of fluid uh, but that's what i tend to do okay. low carb high protein uh, high fat diet actually as well
0: okay good actually that those are good yes. diets and what about do you do intermittent fasting
1: i do intermittent fasting as well yes
0: yes good good yeah That they're, they're all good stuff yeah i do i do practical so, keto so,
1: uh, i would say probably about two or three days a week uh, i'd probably not eat anything oh you do practical keto
0: yeah practical keto is a lot easier I mean, yeah
1: so so i'm very very familiar with keto diets and low carbs and a combination and intermittent fasting so i do that regularly
0: wonderful wonderful yeah they they are good because uh we you know it's it just makes the insulin a bit more sensitive so in the yeah. long run you know it's uh, healthier you don't get as much problem with uh you know hyperinsulinemia and yep. do you, do you any do you do anything to de-stress because obviously when you're doing business with all these things going on in your schedule is there anything you do to de-stress
1: uh, I think something I need to think and do more of uh I I don't do that I don't do that um occasionally I would um I just I just play a movie and watch something uh, just, just watch, so I can realize. switch off just, play just, with so your kids watch 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 a movie with kids or just watch a movie on my own Uh, But you're right. I may need to uh, think about sometimes leaving everything alone. (laughs) I I don't do enough of that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because you're always busy, you know. Everything has to slot in. I'm I'm the same, you know. And uh, for me, uh, my distress is when I talk to my kids, you know, when I put them to sleep, you know. They're in secondary school. I still put them to sleep. How old are they? Uh, 14 and 11, yeah.
1: Wow. Wow. Mine okay.
0: is like seven and two. That's okay. you got your, you've still got, if you, if you got, I mean, I would, I wish I could go back and do a few other things, you know, I would like to reverse what I've done, but you know, life is life. So what I've done is, um, you know, I do pet talk, you know, I do, you know, lots of empowering talk, uh, boost their mindset, talk to them, you know, teach them how, you know, the power of the mind, you know. And spiritual side as well. So uh, we used to read the Bible um, a lot more uh, nowadays, probably less. We should go back to it. And then we talk about different things. Uh, you know, self-love, teaching about self-love. Remember you mentioned about love? So I teach them about self-love. And That's so that right. they can have a very good, um, you know, mental health.
1: Yeah. I was saying, I think a lot of people miss, uh, miss, uh, Sorry, underestimate the relationship they need to have with themselves.
0: Yes I completely agree with you so they need to learn and the other thing is uh w- do you do you do anything to pursue happiness like to enhance your own happiness uh, no
1: no you don't no i don't think anyone needs to do anything no and i'll tell you i'll tell you why as well
0: okay i'd love to hear
1: happiness yeah i think again it's not something most people have in-depth understanding or clarity of it Mm. happiness is absolutely nothing but just how you feel internally about yourself yeah happiness again i'll repeat it's got nothing to do with your situation your environment absolutely nothing the only thing that matters with your happiness is how you feel about yourself how you feel internally about yourself and if, if you want to feel more happy, learn to love yourself. Learn to love everything around you. Learn to appreciate everything around you. Wow. Every up and down, every yes. fluctuation in your life. Either you're depressed or you feel depressed. You're going through the biggest challenge in your life. Wow. Everything is there for you to teach you something. Wow. If you are out there learning, if you are learning and you can look at every situation as a third person yeah, and just zoom out and ask yourself, would it really matter in five to ten years' time?
0: Yes. And have an
1: amazing relationship with yourself. And, and I say amazing relationship, that means loving yourself. Yeah. Be, be, be compact, have compassion for yourself first before you have it for others.
0: Of course. Okay? Wow.
1: You're going to feel internally happy. You're wow. just gonna kind of feel. it. I mean, you know, one of the things that I that I that I learned uh, a couple of years ago was, you know, X number of people die every day. Mm-hmm. So when you wake up and you're not dead, that's one reason to be happy. Yes, yes. Yeah, oh, people literally die every day, and no one in your family has died. Time to be happy. Right? Yeah, yeah. And and, and and X number of people die every day, and none of your friends have died yeah reason to be happy you woke up and you have earth underneath you right there's earthquakes happening in different places right reason to be happy right you've got food on the table to do reason to be happy you've got a half a million reasons to be happy right i know i mean you would be stressed about because the interest rates went up you'd be stressed about because your girlfriend left you you'd be stressed about because you had a fight with your wife or your husband You'd be stressed about it because your son is—you found your son smoking. Mm. I mean, these are all. This is all minor stuff, right? Like yes. I said, like if, if 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 there's a major health issue, I can understand. Mm. It can be stressful. Mm. If it's someone someone just dies in your family, I can understand the the bereavement period a proper person needs. Mm. But other than that, you know, life is all about just looking at the half glass full rather than half glass empty. Oh, and, I and, guess- and like I said every challenge that you're going through irrespective of how big it is Mm. is literally supposed to be there what's supposed to be there is supposed to be there and will be there for a reason and the only reason in most cases is for you to learn and if if you keep your ego aside and just learn from the post process you're gonna find yourself happy at any given stage like i said you need to be self-loving and compassionate towards yourself uh, before you start to love other people and be, you know, show compassion to others.
0: Wow! Oh, I love that. Oh, thank you so much, Jack. You've answered my question. You know that that is. I think because you've done the work, it has given you lots of all this. You know, uh, rewards. It's fruits. You can see the fruits because the seed has grown, and you actually reaping the reward because you've shifted that. And uh, that's amazing. I love that. I remember I remember last year when I went to your summit and that was what you were talking about. And I was quite, en- I mean, I was really encouraged by what you've said. And I said, wow, this Jack, you know, I don't really know you that time. And I was like, he has something to give. And uh, I, I, I think my audience definitely going to learn this. And for me, just like what you've said, I work on myself every day I, I absorb, I receive. For me, I receive love from God. I receive yep. and I just love, love. And that's how you can give. When you don't have love, you're not going that to be true. able to give.
1: You can't give. That is true. That is, Wonderful. True. That is true. And again,
0: I, if, I, if I may
1: add, <clears throat> I don't think it's me that can give. It's it's the God. It's it's some some power. Either call it God. If you don't believe in God, it's just believing in yourself. But it's never me. There is no me. That's just ego. It's more about keeping your ego aside. And maybe if you are able, you know, one of the things that the Lai Lama, I think he said, you know, help people. And if you can't help people, don't hurt them. Uh, And that is is a good agenda to follow, I
0: think. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Oh, wow. So you you believe in the energy world as well then? You believe in God, you know, the all-giving Power or energy or universe.
1: Uh that is true. That is true. Um I, I think there's an energy force between all of us and it's all connected. Um and and at the same time, I I I I don't know if there is God. What I do know is whatever it is, it's inside all of us. Mm. Okay. So so the difference saying I'm not an atheist. I don't know if there is a God. But what I do know is that there's energy levels. And those energy levels go past every human being. Mm. So if let's say the person sitting beside, you know, one of the things, and and I'd like to add that on top of this so you'll see where I'm coming from. This is something I learned from Mother Teresa, right? She said, you know, don't, don't try and help the world. Try and help just the person that's next to you. Mm. just Mm. the person that's next to you wow and and the help does not have to be in any shape or form it can just be encouragement can just be just saying look hope giving someone hope i think i think the biggest thing a human being can give another person is hope okay and that hope i think has the strongest energy that goes between every human being on this planet, mm. and the stronger your hope is, mm. the stronger hope you can give another person. Mm. That would flow between everyone,
0: Sorry, Jax, can you say it again? The line got cut off again.
1: Help you. So, so the the stronger hope you have, the stronger hope you can give another person.
0: Yeah, and the more stronger hope you can give another person yeah
1: the more you'd be able to get in your life either it is better relationships more yeah. money um more peace yes more love whatever it is that you you feel uh but i i think i think that's what it is it's just really giving out and helping people out one uh, and, I, and i'm a massive believer like literally you can't go and help seven eight billion people what you can do is go just go and help the person that's start
0: with one person
1: just one person. And and that can sometimes, like I said, not just hope. It can just be a, like a listening listening ear, right? Just mm. just listen. Maybe that person is going through some sort of difficulty. And mm. by you listening to that person, you mm. help him in, in ways that most people cannot even imagine.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And uh, hope is so important. And you know what? Just uh, voicing from what you've just said, and obviously the question I've asked, you know, For me, again, I believe in the energy world. So for me, I believe in beings that is high, like the highest energy level. So I believe in God. So God has got the highest energy level. And he was the one who gave all his energy to everybody. And there's energy for everything he has created. And God is love, you see. And love has has the highest vibration level, and that change everything around us. It actually make things, uh, you know, become highest vibration, and that vibration is the one that creates so much things. And that's my understanding about you know, uh, the the spiritual realm, the energy world.
1: So 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 I, I let's say let's say I agree with you, but my leading question would be, where is God?
0: So God, okay. Let me tell you. I uh, for me, I know that because I'm one with God. God is actually in me. So I, I, I'm, I'm a Christian. So I believe in God. So I mean, it doesn't matter what other people believe. This is what my belief. So I don't impose my belief on other people because everyone has their own worldview. They came out with their own filters. They grew up with what whatever mold they have, or whatever life experiences change them. So for me. I experienced God so I can never deny his existence because he spoke to me when I was 14 and he changed my trajectory in life for the, you know like this lady told me five secrets that nobody knew except God you know and um and what happened was um I mean I used to be a believer in uh you know buddhism taoism that kind of thing and and uh you know god spoke to me and i came to know christ um and i accepted him and my life completely changed i never loved myself and god told me the five secrets was um one was it i was abused i didn't even know about it because my my unconscious mind actually forgotten about it And the other one was actually rejection and unforgiveness. And God told me that I have to give it to him. So from then on, my life trajectory changed. I still had a lot of problem, you know, but it was getting better. You know, my energy level changed. I still didn't know a lot of things about the power of the mind. And it was over the years I've I've grown. Even now I'm growing when I'm reading, I'm learning. I get to meet more people. I don't get just, you know get stuck in my own mindset but I continue to learn and I tell you God you know God speaks to me and I can tell people some things I see visioned, Um, you know and uh, it's very powerful and and when God feels me because I accepted him he's part of me God is in me me I and God and uh, with Christ I, we are one so I have the mind of Christ that's that's how I know you know, that's when, when people are teaching about the mind power, I said, that's powerful because I knew that because I've got the mind of Christ, you know, I've got the mind of God where, you know, you, if you unblock it, you know, so much. And if I were quiet to myself, the creativity will come out. A lot of people in church won't teach you that, but that's what I've discovered all the years.
1: I agree with you. Uh, the reason I asked you that question, leading question was, where do you think God is? Um, if you believe God is in you, which is what I believe as well, and God is love, and I agree with that, and then and then love, and or God has the highest energy level, the the challenge most people face is that they don't feel God inside them. They don't feel the energy level and the love inside them and when people are going through difficult times if us as human beings creative beings and loving beings can just be the listener and a, and a shoulder and, and and encouraging encouraging words that is all that really matters in life
0: mm. that is
1: all that really matters because once i mean if you look at the 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 the, the the, the world clock, right? Uh, when I say world clock, I'm talking about since we've had this planet, right? We are only like a fraction of a second of a second, right? Mm. A- and when we are gone, not, not many people are going to remember. So when we are here for the 7,500 years of life that we can have, the only really good thing we can really do is just encourage another person or give hope to another person. Uh And I think most people forget that. But the tricky part here is, the tricky part is, if you want more hope for yourself, go and give hope to others. If you want to be able to love yourself more, go and give love to others. People forget that. I think this is where the tricky part is. I think even in my twenties, I was the other way around. I used to expect things rather than being able to give things once i learned that that it's not about taking it's about giving yeah you, you're likely to receive a lot more without mm-hmm. expectations right don't have expectations so the more hope you give the more hope, hope you're going to have the more you teach the more you're going to learn the more you're going to have listen the more you're going to learn yeah uh, the more money you give the more money you're going to make yeah so it's 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 paradoxical it may sound paradoxical but that's how the world works and this is something not a lot of people think.
0: Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you because some of the gurus I've listened to talk about a lot of these things, but actually it's written in the Bible, you know.
1: I've not read the Bible, but I can I can just share my own personal experience
0: with you. Yes, yeah, I, that's why I'm saying that what you've just said, you know, uh, give and you shall receive, you know.
1: Give and you shall receive, Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And uh they they um that's so much, you know, in a sense that the golden nuggets you've just mentioned, you know, and it's uh giving. Uh the secret to living is giving.
1: It's giving, yeah. That is true. Yeah.
0: That, that is giving. Is and you've also mentioned that gratitude, you know, to have yeah. gratitude uh, with everything you have, that is how you shift, how you can because it changed your energy, it changed the way you see life. And you see yourself as an eternal being, and that is true.
1: That and is
0: what true. change is how you impact other people's life. That is true. That is true.
1: Again, I, I, I remember I was actually talking with a with a with a colleague uh, literally about a week ago, and I was saying, you know, not a lot of people realize, but when you make money, when you make a lot of money, right? When you start making some really really big big numbers, right? What tends to happen is you start to realize that even though money is good to have right but at the same time it 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 doesn't it doesn't give you the happiness it gives you happiness but it doesn't give you what i call the real internal happiness the real internal happiness comes from helping someone when you can give someone a smile when you can give someone hope when you can give someone some encouragement that's where you actually feel really happy and again i was sharing this with you know because it's almost something that i've experience of I've, 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 it's almost like really made it all this in my life where actually the real happiness lies uh, and i was sharing that with him and and this is like like i like said sort of about a week ago uh mm-hmm. it's not about making a lot of money it's more about just just helping the person that's sitting next to you uh and if you can do that i think nothing else really matters
0: uh i completely agree with you
1: yeah that i can so i can profound. feel the energy
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I've been through some really difficult times in my life, Irene. Okay. I have seen days where I've woken up with no money for breakfast. Wow. Uh, I have woken up feeling suicidal. Wow. I've literally cried all night. Wow. Just because I just couldn't I, couldn't, I couldn't make things work for me. But those are the days that I needed to become the person that I am today. And I'm saying with this, a lot of humility. When I say I, I am always very reluctant to use that word because it it shows ego and I have absolutely zero ego. You know, I I don't know if I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning, right? No one knows, right? So it's not about ego, it's not about just using I, just I for the context of saying, okay, I feel this. But I've been through those stages, but as human beings, anyone who's listening to this, you need those days. You need the tough days. To become the person you need to be in the first place. If you don't see those tough days, you're not going to be... In fact, I I, I wrote this the other day, and probably use my social media, hopefully. And I I said, the worst thing that can happen to a human being is growing up with money. And the best thing that can happen to a human being is growing up with no money. I grew up in money when I was in my teens. Mm. When I was about nineteen or twenty, I was arrogant, I was ignorant, and that's a lethal combination. Between the age of nineteen till about twenty-five, I was a bad boy, and I struggled with everything that you can imagine under the sun. Wow! Until I got to a point where I thought, "Okay, I've had enough. I gotta get some, I gotta find some answers." Right? Wow! And I was going through that period of when I had no money at that point so i always say you know the, the best days of your life are the ones where you are you you're finding everything just challenging everything is just a challenge wow. those are your best days your blessing in disguise and you need them to become the person that you're supposed to be or meant to be in your life to help another human being to help your family to help your community to help your network and every person that you touch but you need those days and you need to be able to face and challenge. You need to be able to, you need to face those days. It's almost like face your challenges on, on daily basis and come out of that, bounce back of that. And then once you do, you will now become that person that you're meant to be.
0: Wow. You know what? i, I tell you something, Jack. When I heard you last time, I knew there's something different about you it's probably just me sensing your energy because I saw you being a friendly guy, just always wanting to help people, you know, that you're not fake, you know, you you just shine, you know, so I can sense the energy in you. And I I was like interested to know. And I, you know, I sense that. And now you've said all that. It just makes sense, you know, because you've been through that as if the scale on your eyes actually dropped off that skill actually drop off and you completely become a new person because you you knew exactly why you're on earth now
1: yeah yeah you 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 when you go through tough times you find your purpose when you go through tough times you understand your your character you understand your skills you can look in the mirror and say okay, if you have no money, are you skilled enough? If you have no money or if you have bad relationships, are you the person you're meant to be? Mm. Do you have the right character? You almost question everything. Uh, And I've looked in the mirror a million times in my life and I always ask, is this the person that I'm supposed to be? Mm. And if not, I go back on working on myself. I know. And And I'm a work in progress and I will remain so for the rest of my life.
0: Yeah, that's so inspiring. And you know what? It's when I was, I you just mentioned that, right? I the story that I thought of, right, is actually um, Paul in the Bible. He he was arrogant. He was capturing. He he was super. He's like the, you know, like the top lawyer. He was like the top lawyer. He's like full of knowledge. He's so clever. And uh, he was capturing the Christian because he just thought that he was doing the right thing, until he 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 was riding his horse, you know, going to again getting another uh, you know law paper to capture more Christians. That was his story. And you know what happened? Jesus appeared in front of him and shone a bright light, and he became blinded. He was blind, and during the blindness. He then discovered, you know, God told him different things. So his story of how he got to, um, you know, call one of the other prophet to heal him. And um, so his scale, the scale, all his eyes actually dropped off and he became a new person. And uh, so he was called Saul before and he became Paul. And uh, it was amazing. So he was a new person, the eyes, so whatever he saw before drop off. He's no longer arrogant. He's all his knowledge is still there, but it was for the good of others. He died almost died so many times, you know, because he found his purpose. He found his purpose to the point that he realized, I will die for this, you know. So he he was he went through this challenge. And you know what he was the biggest writer in the bible he wrote the most and people until now still read about his books you know and and he he's you no know, centuries you know thousands of years people still remember him yep. and just because he yep. he he Again, he changed yes. you know so that so when you talk about that and i just suddenly thought of that story but anyway uh jack i'm so inspired by you And uh, obviously, you've already talked about happiness. And uh, when I, my first episode of my podcast was actually about happiness, because I realized that a lot of people didn't understand, you know, that happiness is a choice. And the secret to living is giving. And you clinched, like you you actually, you know, had that whole point in there and you knew exactly what it's all about. And I, I love what you've just said. And uh, you mentioned about your health, and then you mentioned about your wealth, you know, leadership, <laughs> you know, all those things you need to learn. So I wanted to ask you, so among these three, which one you think is the top top priority? Sorry, sorry, I, I missed that. It, it, it broke, I couldn't hear you. Okay, so among the health, happiness, and wealth, which one is your top priority?
1: Oh, it's it's very, very clear value line that it starts right, the first thing that it starts from is your health. So you gotta look after your health, and when I say health, I don't just mean physical health. Uh, Your mental health, your spiritual health. I always use this word health with everything. So it's it's your social health, your you know your emotional health, your 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 social health, your financial health, your intellectual health, your physical health. This all three. Your business health. Your business health. I mean, it's that, that's your financial health, right? So you got to look after all of them, and you got to look after them in in the right order. So, so the first the value chain always remains health, and the health has six or seven different aspects, which is your spiritual health, your emotional health, your social health, your intellectual health, your financial health, your physical health, and so on and so forth. So, so you gotta you gotta you gotta find time to look after all of them, and then comes the next thing that comes after that is uh, is your family okay? A lot of people say oh, oh the family is the first thing. No, it's not. If you're not looking after your own health and your wealth, you can't look after your family. If I'm not, if I'm struggling with my own health, how am I going to look after my kids or or anyone in the family? So no, first you need to go go to the gym, be fit before you can come and say, okay, I'm going to help help my my son or my daughter. Because if they if you're not going to the gym, they're not going to walk into the gym either.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right? The oxygen. So, you always have to put the oxygen on yourself first.
1: Exactly exactly so so the first in the value chain is your health that is your spiritual health your uh, you know your your emotional health your social intellectual you know your financial health your your physical health all of that is the first priority that that is number 1 and the second comes your family and then the third comes you know everything else that you can think about half a million things I think people make a very long list of things. Mine is very, very short. I look after myself. That is my intellectual health, my financial health, all of that. Then I look after the family. And then if I have any time remaining, maybe I'll do something else. But I have nothing else in the list.
0: Yes. I think if you focus on that, everything will come along. Exactly. Right. Okay. Jack, so with regards to property with the current climate, what do you think um, is the best strategy and do you think people should continue to invest in property? Uh,
1: stop investing in property if you're investing in, in buy-to-let or vanilla investment. Stop now, okay? Stop. Do not invest your money, okay? Unless you're making millions in some other business and you want to park the money, not make money, but park your money, then you can go, okay, it's a tangible asset, I can park the money. Other than that, you're only going to lose money. So do not understand why. It. What strategy is working? There are three strategies that are still working. Everything else is gonna is either failing already or is going to fail. Three strategies that are working at the moment are planning uplifts, developments to some extent. I'm going to include planning uplifts into developments. I'm mm-hmm. going to call it one. But I'm talking about planning uplifts as priority. Okay. And I'm talking about developments, maybe do development, maybe not do development, look at the reward in terms of the time effort <clears throat> in terms of planning uplift and, and doing the development yourself. You're gonna find planning uplift pays a lot more in the effort that you're gonna put in. Uh, so focus on that. If development eventually pays you at the back of that, maybe do it, maybe not do it. I don't know, let you decide that, uh, but but that's one. The second one that's working is PRR, which is buy, refurb, refinance. Again, it's really correlated to developments, right? Mm. It's just a smaller scale development. Uh, BRR is still working. The reason it's working is because the the market is going crazy and people are getting nervous. There are loads of people who are going to sell uh, properties for cheaper. Uh, and there are already, a lot of people are already nervous about the properties so they're going to give you a discount, 10, 20, 30% discount. Some people not being able to afford the mortgages. So you can find a lot of properties run down because people can't Maintain them. Uh, you know, living crisis. You know, utility bills. All sorts of problems. Mortgage rates higher up. So a lot of people are going to struggle to pay their mortgages. Uh, so you're going to find some really good deals out there for BRR. Again, which I find as very much correlated to uh, developments, just uh, on a smaller scale. Uh, and the third one, which is working, uh, still working, is lease options. I call them delayed completions. People call them lease options. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but they're still working. Um, If you can find a decent lease option deal out there, well again, because if people are struggling and they don't necessarily wanna sell, but find a a, 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 a middle ground, lease options are a great strategy to work on. If you're working on anything else, uh, you're gonna struggle. And I mean everything, HMOs, service accommodations, rent to rent, uh, you're gonna struggle on everything. Unless, Unless you can actually go and find a below market value deal. For example, we bought this hotel, almost 50% discounted. Even though hotel business is not necessarily doing as good as, as a, it, it could, because we got it so cheap, uh, the return on investment is still going to do fantastic.
0: Yeah, well, fantastic. Yeah. So
1: you can find something that's really below market value. Uh, learn the skill to find them. You can find them easily. Uh, and it's a skill to learn. It's science, not necessarily art. Art is the negotiation part of it. Uh, but yeah, you can find these deals so that they can work really well. If you're working on building a HMO portfolio or if you're working towards building a, a buy-to-let portfolio or looking towards building a portfolio of any kind, um, I think you're likely going to struggle.
0: No, I don't, yeah, I'm yeah, i not into that. I just find whichever that is the most lucrative. Right. Okay. So, Jack, you're also a business person. Okay. So, what do you think is yep. the best um, sector of business to buy?
1: I am more inclined towards technology. Maybe I have some bias towards it, <laughs> but uh, I would invest in technology businesses. Um, we personally invest in technology businesses ourselves.
0: Uh,
1: when you say but, yeah, technology businesses, tech you mean? Um, anything that is based online. Okay. Based online. It's an app or a website. Yeah, it's not brick and mortar. Okay. Uh, I'm not talking about a product that you can supply to or a service that. You can supply it to someone else, as long as it is app based or a or or a or a, or a, or a website based that you can monetize without necessarily involving a lot of people. Uh, that's where I would invest.
0: Okay. So, for example, so for example, what what sort of uh, examples?
1: Uh, uh, for example. Let's say if you have an eye
0: Sorry, I can't hear you, Jack.
1: I'll give you an example, a very hypothetical. Okay. I'll give you a very hypothetical example. Okay. Yeah. Imagine we have gone through Brexit. Okay. And people don't understand what they can do to go through this Brexit period. People who already have businesses based between Europe. Maybe create an app saying, here is a way to fall through Brexit and be able to save yourself tens of thousands just because you have this knowledge and information given to you for free. In, in a very simple format. You drive loads of traffic, you run ads at the back of that, monetize ads.
0: Oh, wow. So no wonder you say it, uh, Russell is your guy.
1: <laughs> okay, I, I'm talking I'm talking about businesses that do not require human resources, okay? Mm-hmm. Or require less of human resources. Remember, mm-hmm. I mean, to give you an example, I mean, PEN is a very good example for you, okay? Property Entrepreneurs Network, when I launched it, right? I looked around and I said, "Is there a social media platform for property-focused people?" And the answer was, "There was none." So we launched it as the first property-focused social media platform. If you go on it now, you can actually post. You can connect with investors, developers, agents, you know, solicitors, architects, planners, suppliers. You can connect with all sorts of people on the planet, uh, on, on, on on in in the, in the property industry, right? Uh, you can message them privately, you can post them on, the, on your on your wall, you know, it's not as good as Facebook, nowhere even close to that, but, it's, but but what it does is that when we started doing that, there was so much traffic coming in. I mean, we were at one point getting over a thousand views on each property that was a property. Wow. Okay. Now, even if you go now and you upload a property, right, and we take that property, we send it to the investors' email database, Right. We can still easily get over a thousand views on each property. I mean Zoopla gets about three to four thousand five thousand views mm. so imagine if we are getting a thousand they're getting five thousand views. We are doing about twenty percent of the job as for as someone as big as Zupla is doing, right oh wow so we we are already doing some big numbers there in terms of traffic, but the only reason we've been able to do that is because we've been giving us so much knowledge and information and and, and content out there that would, was driving loads of traffic and it still is, right? So, so you know, the idea needs to be based around, if you're focused on, you know, tech businesses, the idea needs to be based around how can you drive more traffic that will allow you to monetize either in, you know, ad, selling ad space or in the form of a SaaS model, which is software-based model, mm. like what Russell Brunson does, which is ClickFunnels. So mm. you can find a way to be able to do that you know i mean if you look at netflix or amazon prime mm. i mean these are SaaS models right if yeah. you look at SaaS, that's a SaaS, model. you gotta find something in it sector that you can monetize in that space uh you know I'm, I'm i'm not saying you can go and find a netflix idea but what i'm saying is there's always a way i mean look at chapter uh, you know chat gpt right The highest growth the the, 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 the company that has scaled the, the the fastest in the world in about six weeks has been valued at 29 billion I mean, the only reason is just free traffic, right? Mm. And and they're gonna start to monetize that very, very soon in whichever way format they will. Mm. Uh, But again, it's all about saying, what is it that you can bring to the market that's slightly unique, that will bring traffic that you can potentially monetize, either like I said, through ad model or a SaaS based model. And that's what we are
0: interested in. Okay. Yeah. You know what, you've just given me an idea
1: Okay, let's invest together.
0: Yeah, I will. <laughs> I need to do the work. <laughs> okay, right. Okay, I, I, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, I will tell you the, uh, the idea. Okay, and uh, obviously we don't want this to be recorded.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, you know what, Jack? It's uh so lovely to have you. You're such a genuine guy. It's
1: a pleasure. And it's a
0: pleasure.
1: Uh, yeah. I was I was the opposite in my twenties.
0: <laughs> you you are such a genuine person, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you on here. It's my um, and I uh, I want people to get to know you, and obviously, you know, I want your bios so people can click and learn about pen. And the other thing is, um, obviously, more people will come and listen to our podcast because, again it's just us giving back to other people because we've received so much we just want other people to have a shortcut fast track you yeah. know rather than you have to go through all this hardship themselves yeah. so you know what thank you so much jack and um i'm sure i'll meet you somewhere again um uh, and
1: thank you Irene. absolute pleasure to, her, to 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 you know to be here uh, to be serving in any way that i can
0: of course. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So listeners, please follow, subscribe and, uh, obviously follow Jack as well. Okay. God bless you, you, Jack. Thank you so much. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.